0: Joe Ingles and now David Locke they come to us on the Zone Phone the guest line is the Sprint special guest line lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for 99.99 visit the Sprint store nearest you David Locke joining us good morning Mr Locke How was Joe Ingles I didn't get to hear it I uh, missed Joe Ingles Yeah Joe was outstanding uh, a wide range it was one of the longer ones that we have done you know, normally he's on a way to practice or doing something. And obviously during the season, extremely busy. But we have this little sabbatical of the season. So we kept him for about 25 minutes and on a wide range of topics of uh, just – Stuff that he's going through in his life now with his family and what's it like to be in season, but at the same time be out of season. What was it? I'm sure, you know, you went through this being back there in Oklahoma City. Uh, Your immediate thoughts when you find out it's an unusual situation turned to family. Well, he has family here. Plus, he has family thousands of miles away. And he was talking about how people from all over the world were trying to get in touch with him is for make sure everything's okay. And I'm sure you went through that yourself as far as uh, whether it's your parents or your, your, your immediate family, that they, they want to know how you were doing. I'm sure that that's something you experienced also.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd be curious with Joe's. Um, I'll have to go back and listen at 1280 to the zonecom and listen to Joe's perspective because um, I'd be interested to hear. You know what I'd really be interested to know from Joe? Uh, You see the video? He really demonstrably, I mean, because he's Joe, um, waves goodbye to the fans and waves goodbye to everyone on the way out. Like, did he have any idea when he was waving at that moment? Like, it really might have been, like, the end of this, like he might have been waving goodbye to the season? I don't know. Well, you have another interview with him next week, so you can ask him. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: It's funny, I was... um, I was talking the other that I don't want to like sound too melancholy, but like you missed stuff, right? Like you, the season ends and the, you kind of know when the se- you know, you go into the playoffs and you're in this like sprint and
3: you know,
1: you, it's the intensity is amazing. And, and, and then it, it does abruptly end and you kind of know when you go have locker clear out and you stop by and say goodbye to everyone. And there's at least like a this tiny bit of closure of like, and it's interesting. Like, and I, you know, I, generally just kind of go into like a sleep for 24 hours, which is probably somewhat of an adrenaline rush to wear out and, you know, probably depression. And you just kind of, you know, move through it. This is so strange because like, you don't know if it's starting again. You don't know if it's over. You didn't get closure. Um, you're not used to being around i mean i i guess it'd be if the ski resorts were open maybe i'd be okay since it's dumping snow at my house every single day right now um it's like torture um and it's funny cuz i found myself yesterday like i missed joe like i don't usually like i i don't usually miss our players like because you just kind of know it came to an end and that's your time with them and you're not you know you're not that important to them and but you spend time with him. It was funny, I actually like kind of missed Joe and I miss George Niang. Like every time I walk in the practice facility, George Niang is shooting on the hoop that I walk into to go to shoot around and he's always like, David Locke, when do you have me on your podcast? <laughs> like every morning he says the same thing and I was like the other morning I was like, I really like I miss George and then like Joe and I often just as you have learned he's you know, he's pretty mature and interesting and he's got an interesting life with the kids and everything right now and so there's obviously time you know sometimes you talk with him and sometimes he just picks on you and you just kind of whatever that social interplay is for the day and I, you know I found myself really actually yesterday kind of yearning for all those things so you know a week is all it's been but um, you know I miss just seeing the coaches and all that kind of stuff so it's, there's, a, there's an emptiness right now.
0: Yeah I think the bigger issue and that's your particular situation but I think the issue to all of us is whatever your particular routine is that we do day to day has been interrupted and we don't know when it's going to come back your particular routine you just described what you do everybody else no matter what type of job whether you're a teacher a banker it doesn't matter Healthcare f- worker it's it's all interrupted now you know my big thing come here do the show uh set up what we're going to do for the next day blah 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 get home 11 11 uh, take a nap go to the gym and this time of year either go north or south for spring ball And I don't have that, and it's bothering me. I mean, it's our routines, and it's what we want to do. It's what we're comfortable doing, and I'm extremely comfortable. I mean, I love this job, as I'm sure you love yours. And to have that taken away from us, I think that's the problem. That's the issue here is that our day-to-day lives, I can't say destroyed. That's too radical, but it's certainly been interrupted.
1: Yeah, and then I think the interesting one, I don't know if you talked to Joe about this, is like how these guys are staying in shape. Yes, I um, did. And no matter what happens here, I guess and I just don't see the, the scenario. I guess there's I guess there's one scenario. Um well no matter what happens, next year will be different. Like next season either because we just start in October and these guys had a six month off season which is different. And they had a six month off season which for some of it they weren't able to do their usual workouts, so you know, that's different. Um, I, I guess that would be the most similar. The other chances are that we're, you know, picking back up and playing, whether it's in front of fans or not in front of fans, in sometime in June. And then who knows when we're starting again. And I remember the year recently when we pushed the, we pushed the season forward and shorted training camp. Just and It was really a subtle change, right? It was like a two-week difference, not much, just to be able to get rid of four games and five nights. And all the veterans struggled early. Like Joe Johnson's of the world, who had like played thirteen years in the league and done it the same way every year, started really Mike Conley, I remember in Memphis started really badly to open their that year they had gotten used to a certain way to get ready for ge- seasons. Um, these guys routine is going to be outbroken for as many as eighteen months and maybe forever like i doesn 't i kind of would be really surprised at this point if we came back with the exact same schedule i I think there's this is um both an opportunity and a necessity to change the way the NBA runs, and I think we'll do that. And so um, whether we come back and play in June and then whatever we do to get through the season, then I would suspect we probably start sometime in the Decemberish area the next year after that. And then is that where we just start forever? Or do we start backing it up a little bit each year? I, I think there's, the routine is not only broken right now, but will be broken for, for quite some time for these guys.
0: The familiar voice of David Locke joining us, you speak about The uh, possibly for long term forever or whatever. I I personally it makes no difference to me when the season is being played. I'm going to be into it for work purposes and just for fan interest I've always been. So I at least right now, since there hasn't been any change, maybe I would go through it and think differently. But as far as now, whenever they want to start and whenever they want to end, it really doesn't matter to me. Do you see this as the right way to go? Is it more advantageous, or, or are you neutral on as far as when to start the season?
1: So... I was actually talking to Ben Gulliver of the Washington Post about this um, yesterday. Um, all right, so we have a circumstance here, and as with most circumstances, if you can, you try to find a positive out of it, okay? So there aren't a lot of positives here, right? We're going to have a pretty close an economic collapse out of it. We've got people that are sick. Like, there's not a lot of positives. But if you're the NBA, you've been sitting here for the last few years knowing that every fall you're getting throttled by the NFL, And the reason you haven't done anything is that there is a belief out there that if you play playoff games in July and August, there is no TV audience. That's been the decade-long belief. It's why, you know, it's why Cheers and um, The Good Place and Parks and Rack and whatever generation show we want to talk about don't air during the summer, right? They don't have new episodes in the summer because there's not the TV audience. Well, with the way viewership has changed and the way we're digesting uh, video so differently now, is that still true? And I don't know the answer to that, but I think it's a legitimate question. And it's a legitimate question that the NBA really could never answer. And now if they take this as an opportunity, they actually have a chance to do something that could give them relative real data. Now, It'll obviously have a lot of noise in it because it's a unique season and there's this going on and there's these other things, but they could run a playoff from mid-June into August, and if their TV ratings are close or their streaming numbers are better, they learn something important, and that is that the primary premise of why they've kept their season where it is might no longer be true. And if you can kind of gain that data, and that information, then that, I think, is worthwhile. And, that's, that's, and I would assume if the league can, they will do that. Um, and then I think they can, they can adjust that. The other one I would say, just kind of sorry to be so long-winded on this, um, but the start date of whatever we had this year, um, October 23rd, makes no sense. Like, that really doesn't make sense. So let's say we start December 15th next year because we finished late uh-huh. and we do it and it doesn't feel quite right you know what we can do the next year back it up to december 1st Yeah, you know what that's still we're a little too late in august okay let's back it up the next year to november 15th and find where the the window is maybe we find out that it's november 15th but we want to end in august and we've actually gotten rid of all back-to-back I, you know, I don't know the answer to that. Um, there's some impact on, on the players as well. If they have kids, they've got to move to their – they may have to move to their town in September, and then they don't play till December. Um, you know, they all play pickup games with college kids until late August into September, and then after Labor Day, they come to their gyms. Well, what are they going to do for from September, October, November if we're not starting till December? So there's some impacts to it, but I think it's a worthwhile thing to try to find out that data. Well,
0: when, you, when you're looking for that data, what – what's the criteria that's going to help you decide? Cause I say, as I say, for me, I don't care when I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm in either way. So it really doesn't matter. So for what is that thing that they would be looking for when you say it makes sense to start it, fill in the date.
1: So I think, you know, actually talking to Ben Goliver, the Washington post national NBA writer, he said the same thing. Like, well, I'd just be in. Like you just said, I'd be it. Well, maybe, Maybe then that's the answer is that basketball fans would just be in and it doesn't matter when you do it. So then you're better then you are better off doing it when you're not competing with the NFL for the opening three months. I mean, you know, you you are very loyal to me, but there's other shows in town that during the fall don't have me on as religiously as you do. I mean, I admire you and respect you for this but because to them college and pro football is more important than talking about the jazz and so i i just pick up when that season ends like that's a pretty clear indicator that the nba is is second fiddle to the nfl and college football in the fall and if the nba moves their schedule forward is there a are you you know top and i think NBA would surpass baseball. I think baseball's got, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot, as really significant problems. We might like the game still, but it's got major significant problems moving forward as a, as a game and, and its pacing and fan... You, you know demographics so I think you might decide if I'm gonna spend three months competing with someone I'd rather do it in the summer with baseball during our playoff run when we're most interesting and they're most boring and then having it be against the NFL
0: okay I can see the playoff stuff but to me the start of the regular season because there's so many games it it's as it is in baseball and even to an extent in football in September because we've seen another, a number of teams get hot in late October, November and go on to not only get into the postseason but literally win the Super Bowl. So I don't necessarily put a lot of stock in what's happening in the regular season early. So I'm wondering, would it be somewhat slow no matter what time you started the regular season because they're playing so many games and it's going to be another six months before the postseason anyway? You see the point?
1: Yeah, and I think there's actually even a chance it might be more than six months. I mean, here's the other angle on this. If I understand this correctly, I think I'm right in this. This is years old information from in a lockout, but um, let me throw let me just throw this kind of twist into our conversation, and that is the way the TV contracts work. The NBA does not actually have to pay back money to their um, if we, don't, if we don't get all the games in this year, we don't actually have to pay back money. The NBA doesn't have to pay Turner and ESPN, Time Warner and ESPN back. They, um, I guess to be consistent, Time Warner and Disney. What, the way it works is that they have to make good before the end of their contract. This was their way of dealing with the lockout if they ever had one. And what that means is that you might decide to push the playoffs back into the summer further so that you can start to and start the season in the middle so that you actually can elongate the amount of weeks you have national t v games to get you an extra you know you owe them. We suddenly owe them, you know, if we don't have a playoffs this year, I don't know how you ever make all that up, but the regular season, you owe them three or four weeks. So over the next few years, if you stretch out the season, you do it in the name of player safety, but it also gives TNT an extra you know, game or two, and it gives ESPN an extra game or two each of those weeks, then that allows them to make good on their TV contract. So I think there's even more reason there why if we don't play again, you would see the schedule stretched out a little bit.
0: Okay, hey, we got to roll, but before we roll, you know, you're going to have some downtime for who knows how long. So I just want to extend an open invitation. If you hear DJ and or myself discussing something along the lines and you want to call in, basically I'm extending an open invitation from now until whenever you get back into your normal routine to join us. It doesn't have to be Fridays or Mondays or Tuesdays. It could be whatever day you want, whatever segment you want. If you feel like you want to add something to what we're talking about, give us a shout.
1: As long as I'm social distanced, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously would be on the phone, yeah. Well, yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it's an open invitation because your takes are always so well thought out. And, you know, I probably have learned more sports radio from you than just about anybody. So uh, whatever you got, if there's something moves you and you want to be involved in the show, please feel free.
1: Well, it's nice of you. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we all can move forward and get through this thing. I think it's going to be a while, so hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll hold it together. All right, thank you. Thanks,
0: buddy. All right, that's David Locke. Coming up next, we're going to have former, crazy to say this, I I absolutely hate to say it, former BYU great Yoli Childs, who should be, in my mind, preparing for a second round, or I guess it would be a third round game on Saturday, but the NCAA tournament is not going to happen this year, and that sucks on every level. Yoli Childs from BYU is going to join us next. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.
2: And now, Top of the Wire on 97.5,
1: 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
3: News came this morning that Tom Brady has officially signed his contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Adam Schefter just reporting that the details of the contract are two years and a $50 million deal, all of that money guaranteed. It includes another $9 million in in incentives, according to the report from NFL ESPN insider Adam Schefter. Elsewhere in the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams released All-Pro running back Todd Gurley as well as former All-Pro linebacker Clay Matthews in an effort to cut down on their salary cap. News also broke this morning that Gurley is expected to sign a one-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons. In the NBA, the NBA sent out a memo Thursday afternoon stating that starting today, all 30 NBA teams must close their practice and training facilities to players and staff until further notice in a bid to further curb the spread of the coronavirus. And in Major League Baseball, Boston Red Sox ace Chris Sell will undergo Tommy John surgery, expected to be out until 2021. This Top of the Wire update brought to you by Syringa Networks. Syringa Networks is home to a complete business telecom and IT solutions backed up by an industry leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Big
2: Show Show with Gordon Monson
3: and Jake Scott. You ready? You guys Ready! Harvey Unga is here with us, a new BYU running backs coach. Tell us about this group of running backs, Harvey, and your hopes for them. Can it be a strength of the team? Definitely. Just to see the growth that they've had over the last few years, like me
1: being a GA, it's been awesome like, good to to see the growth and still see the potential.
2: we got a solid group. I'm excited for them. we got a, a bunch of really tough, selfless guys that just want to win. They're hungry, they'll do whatever it takes. And I'm excited for each and every one of them. The older guys, all the way down to the young and up and coming guys, and I'm biased. But I got a special group. Now. I love you dudes.
1: Turn this up. Catch the big show. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from three to seven on 975-1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network.
0: All right, thanks for joining us on this Friday morning. Yoli Childs, former BYU star, which I shouldn't be saying. I should be saying current BYU star. He's joining us on the Zone Phone guest line, and that's the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Yoli, good morning. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Well, I got one question for you. The most important question I could ask is how is your supply of toilet paper?
2: My supply of toilet paper is spectacular. (laughs) I'm over at the Unlocked house, and they got us
0: covered. (laughs) Got to get that out of the way. Get the essentials out of the way first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's crazy to think that this thing is over, but you in particular, how nuts, bizarre, high and low was your senior season?
2: It was unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, It was uh, absolutely unprecedented. And um, it was—I really, truly have faith that it was exactly what my life needed. And you know, I'm I'm so grateful for the ups. They were so much fun, and uh, we had amazing highs as a team. Uh, but I'm also really grateful for the downs. You know, uh, you know, coming in with the suspension, it was—it was really cool to kind of see the way our team was able to grow without me on the floor. The way guys like Colby Lee were able to step up. Um, and then even with my uh, my finger injury, um, our team was able to see benefits from me being out. Guys having to step up again, and uh, we were able to grow closer as a team. You know, my faith was tested. Um, I went through a lot of challenges, but those challenges helped me leave the season a better man than I came in.
0: Yeah, I was so, actually you know, I, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was actually thinking, Yoli, that the it was impressive. I think we were all surprised that the team played as well as it did without you. And in particular, you may have known it, but I didn't really get to see that much before. And I don't see the practices or the scrimmages, the play of a kid like Kobe Lee. And having you be gone, actually, in terms of development of the program and of the individual, hastened the program to where now when you guys leave your suspension put the program in a better spot next year than would it have been if you had played all those games.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how life works out like that. Um, that's, that's just a lot of that credit just goes to Colby and how hard he worked. Um, but a lot of the credit also goes to the coaching staff and their commitment to developing players and how hard they've worked every single day to get the most out of every guy. And, you know, BYU is going great hands.
0: So as we watch this season develop and the the craziness that was already involved that we've spoken of, and I, I came away thinking that this was an excellent team. Senior laden, you had three-point shooting. You had ball handling. You had you, who developed a little bit of a three-point shooter, but also can very nimble on your feet you can go inside. We saw that against Pepperdine when they would take away the three and you explode for 38. So my point is that this team was poised for a run here, potentially in the NCAA tournament. How bitter is it, if that's the right word, that you won't be able to have this experience?
2: Yeah, it's, it's for sure disappointing. You know, it's, it's tough. It's it's something that, you know, this team has fought for for so long. You know, guys like me and T.J. four years. We've been fighting for this moment. And, uh, you know, it's an individual dream of mine my whole life, playing the NCAA tournament. So it's super disappointing, and um, it definitely hurts. But we also kind of have to understand the big picture that – uh, what's going on in the world right now isn't normal. It's very unprecedented. Um, and I think uh, Coach Post talked about this a little bit, but, you know, it kind of uh, took a pandemic to stop us. You know, we yeah. we went through suspensions. We fought through injuries. Uh, we, we threw our uh, agendas aside, and nothing was going to stop our team uh, except for a pandemic. So uh, it's crazy. But we also have to to look at the perspective of, of the world outside of sports and um, do what's best for our country and do what's best for the world.
0: Yoli Childs joining us here on the Zone. You take any solace in the fact that okay, you didn't get to play in the NCA tournament, but without question, finish nationally ranked. You are an NCA tournament
3: team.
2: Yeah, I'll have pride for sure for the rest of my life for what this team was able to accomplish. Obviously, we wish it could have been more. We wish it could have kept going but every single guy on this team is going to have so much pride in what we did. We were able to kind of bring BYU back on that national stage and hopefully going forward as these teams continue to progress and get back in the rankings and go make tournament runs, we can have pride in knowing that it kind of started with our group. So, you know, you always got to look at the silver lining and, and everything.
0: Now, there's been some talk of potentially uh, guys getting back the senior year. Would that be something you were interested in? You're married now. You have an opportunity to earn money playing ball somewhere on this planet. Or are you looking to move on?
2: Well, honestly, a lot of the guys, all uh, the seniors, we haven't talked about it too much just because, you know, it's it's not an official thing. I personally don't think it's very likely. Um But it definitely would be something we'd all be interested in doing. You know, we we love the university so much, and we love playing together so much, and we never want it to end. Um, So, you know, we'll kind of cross that bridge if it comes. Uh, We haven't put too much thought into it, but it would definitely be something that all the seniors would think about.
0: So how are you going to handle this time? Because... And it's not an official quarantine, but obviously they're telling us to stay home and all that type of stuff. And I'm sure you've been an intelligent kid. You're paying attention to what the experts are telling us. But you also have some future to be concerned about and how you handle the situation now versus what you need to be doing to prepare yourself for, uh, you know, at the minimum, a potential uh, European career, if not an NBA career.
2: Yeah, no, I'm definitely doing everything I can, Um, but I think the most important thing right now is to stay home, you know? Um, Obviously, I I wish I could be doing my normal workout routine, getting prepared for whatever is next, but the responsible thing, especially for people in my age group, is to stay home, you know? Maybe this this virus won't affect us in adverse ways, uh, but you never know who you could affect and what you can do and um, that's the scary thing is uh, people can be asymptomatic and all that stuff so um, I'm trying to be responsible I'm I'm getting a lot of at home workouts I got my weights at home and my bands and jump rows doing all that stuff and then uh, I'll get in the gym just by myself make sure I wipe everything down but I just think that's the the smart thing to do right now
0: I was wondering if you had a little Nerf hoop at home
2: I'm getting into the I'm, I'm seeing if I can get into the church gym. We actually just uh, came up to the Inland House up in South Jordan, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> but if so, I'll, I'll definitely be safe.
0: Now I understand you know someone who may have some keys at Corner Canyon High School. Maybe you can get in there, huh?
2: Yeah, we'll see. We gotta. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try out all the gyms, see where we can get in.
0: I, I, I it's been. Uh, I think uh, I read it somewhere. Well, in fact, I know it. That you, your mother is a math teacher at Corner Canyon High School.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: yes, my wife is a physical education teacher at Corner Canyon High School.
2: Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. That's sweet.
0: But she never gets over to you know, the math people. They're all they're all kind of little, you know, they teach math, so, you know, they think they're all that, right?
2: Yeah, they they're just <laughs> the the nerds over there.
0: <laughs> I'm wondering now you've experienced uh real intense relationship in a short span of time with coach Mark Pope, Yoli Childs joining us and you know you were leaving uh, this time last year and he's getting hired and we know how the story plays out so obviously you must have had some intense conversations with coach Pope and then you get in the season you start you decide to stay it appears from the outside that this guy has really got it going on as a coach and a leader of a basketball program. Could you delve into that and explain to us what you saw that made him so charismatic and successful in his first year at BYU?
2: Coach Pope is, is an amazing human being. Um, I feel so blessed to have been able to play for him. and uh, He taught me so many things, but you know, just his intensity – was incredible his passion um all the stuff you guys see in the media about you know his passion and how excited he is he brings that every day that's not that's not a facade in any way he brings that every single day to practice and um he was able to personally every single day to do the best player i could be yeah you so know, we had we, we had our, our fights we had all the highs and the lows but, but we We both fought to help this team be the best we could be.
0: When you see somebody like that, whether it's a coach or a teammate – doing just about everything he can like the Jake Toulsons of the world you know he's a he's an unusual story too and you see him laying it out all on the line you know he had an ankle injury looked like he was going to be out for a while and there he comes back uh like he's coming in a boxing ring a, a few minutes later it, it, I'd imagine that type of stuff has got to motivate you to maybe do a little bit more and give whatever you have to the program
2: for sure, I've just never been around such a special group of guys. Uh, being at BYU, I've obviously had incredible teammates, you know, in my first three years. But this group of guys was special. It was, it was amazing. You know, we talked about no agendas all the time, and it was, it was legitimately that. It was every single guy laying it all out on the floor for their brothers, and it was special. We all inspired each other, and uh, those guys for sure inspired me. And uh, I think we kind of showed what what a team should be we weren't the most talented group of guys we weren't the longest tallest group of guys but you know we were a team and and that's how it should be
0: Yoli Childs joining us so that's the point that I wanted to lead to you talk about a, uh, a group of brothers and it's clear you had an affection there so my thought for you guys and your young guys now but 10, 15, 20 years from now, yeah, the NCAA tournament was taken away from you but not individually. I mean, it was taken away from everybody so you're you're all in the same boat. There's hundreds and kids and obviously 68 teams that were involved in the same deal but because you had this close association, do you think down the line that that could mean more to you as you get older to know you're going to always have this bond with this group even though it didn't get to play out to, a, to its ultimate finish?
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, this is a, a perfect example of the concept of the journey being the reward where the, the relationships we're able to build, the memories we created on and off the court, the brotherhood we had is, is going to last a lifetime. This is a group of guys that I know will stay in contact for the rest of our lives. Uh, it's, it's just a special group of guys. We all talk, we all joke around about we all have to have kids at the same time so they can all play together and like We just we love each other, and uh, it's it's memories that will last forever.
0: Now, a lot of us know that you got some big guys on your roster who didn't play this year because of redshirt urals. You have an opportunity to see those guys in practice. Could you explain to the BYU fans what's ahead with some of these big guys who will be eligible next season?
2: Oh, man. The BYU fans are in for a treat. Um, Richard Howard, if you don't double-team him, he will give you thirty. Wow. And you will just—he will back to the, the rim and score on you over and over and over again. He, he crashes the offensive boards like a monster. He runs the floor. He plays hard. He's smart. He's a really cerebral player. He's gonna be a monster. I, I think he's—he's he's one of those guys that at the college level has the potential to be unstoppable inside. So he's—he's he's gonna be amazing. Uh, Wyatt Lowell super talented. He's six ten, but he's he's really a guard. Um, he's working on his post game, he's getting better every day. He put on uh we do uh, like DEXA scans, which is a body fat uh scanning and he's put on ten pounds of lean muscle during the season. So uh he's gonna be an absolute nightmare to guard. He's gonna be a mismatch problem. So uh, and then a lot of our younger guys are gonna step up as well. Uh with you know Trevor Mill is gonna get a bigger role next year and I know he'll make the most of it because of his work ethic, but, you know, BYU's in great hands. I haven't seen a lot of these these guys coming in like uh, Spencer Johnson and, and Gideon, but um, from what I've from what I've seen with interacting with them, they're great guys and their work ethics are going to take them really far.
0: Well, Yoli, thanks a lot for jumping on the phone with us this morning, and we wish you the best going forward. Sorry you didn't get this opportunity because we really wanted to see what this team can do, but we appreciate the four years you spent in Provo.
2: Well, I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you.
0: All right, that's BYU star Yoli Childs, as good as they come, and we'll see what he can do going forward, and he'll get an opportunity, he'll be playing some professional basketball somewhere on this planet for sure. It's a shame that they're not preparing for a game tomorrow, because I absolutely believe that that's what would have happened, and whether they would prepare for a game next week, I'm not as sure, but I believe they would have won their first round game, and probably had a decent chance to win the second round, but... We'll just be able to have to play that what-if going forward for all of us. No NCAA tournament really does suck. All right, stay with us. We'll close up the show next on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.
3: And that's all over, almost here. Don't go nowhere.
0: Thanks for joining us, man. We need your support more than ever. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe some concern that people don't want to listen to sports radio. Well, I think that is bunk because we had a great time today. I think we need more. We need sports radio now more than ever because we need some diversions. We need some debates over stupid stuff. Who's this? Who's that? Uh, what would you take? Uh, who's better? You know, whatever it might be. Now more than ever do we do we need it so going forward DJ and I and Yak we are planning all the shows really Tony and Austin uh, Scotty and Hans and then obviously Jake and Gordon in the afternoons we all we all love this job and we take it very seriously but yet we want to have some fun and we want you very much to be involved so stay with us feedback of the day brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only Three fifty nine per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. We had a ton of fun today. Joe Engel's asking for stuff to uh, watch. If you got any recommendations. Now, he's active on Twitter, and he's going to be doing a podcast with Aaron Falk and Still coming on our show, and we'll interweave both of those and get you his thoughts and have some fun with all that stuff going forward here. So, Got any thoughts for him? You can pretty much get a hold of him on Twitter. I don't know; he'll probably respond. Uh, What's his uh, at Joe Ingles? Is that what his is? Uh, But anyway, he's available there for you. Uh, If you got any thoughts, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna watch? What are we gonna do to spend some time this weekend? Well, we'll figure it out. We always figure it out, and we'll get by. Uh, Thanks to David Locke for joining us. Talking about the basketball season, you know, uh, maybe changing the calendar. I mean, either way, it doesn't really matter to me what time of year they play the game, if they move it up a couple of months, uh, move it back a couple of months. None of that really matters uh, at all. I mean, I've always been in, and obviously it's part of our job. I did ask on Twitter, should the NBA adopt, uh, or on Facebook, I put it on, should the NBA adopt the December to August schedule? John says, no, too many fans on vacations during the summers. Well, I can honestly say the uh, year, uh, it was the Spurs, and I think uh, when LeBron went to the finals, might have been for the first time, like in 2008, somewhere in there. I went to Cancun, took a family vacation in June, and they had a gym there that you could use, and I timed it, so I used the gym in the evening, which meant I can watch the games on the television there. So even though I was on vacation, I was still watching the NBA Finals. And another time, I was I was in Puerto Vallarta and uh, had something that I shouldn't have had, and I got sick. And I watched Game Seven of Boston and the Lakers in bed in a hotel in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> so I'm in either way doesn't much matter to me when the season is going to be played I will be in we'll see what happens just as long as we get it back and we had Jim Olsen jazz president on yesterday and saying it will be back and all of you have had concerts down here at the arena vivid smart home they plan to have all those so in time everything that is lost as far as entertainment wise I can't go into any other areas I don't know about that stuff Hopefully everything that was lost, whether it be financially or whatever, will be recouped at some, day, some point. But I know that from the entertainment standpoint, which is what I view the jazz and obviously concerts, that those, those will all be restored. So pay attention to what the experts say. Have a good weekend. Uh, we'll be with you Sunday. And then DJ and I will be back with you on Monday morning. Thanks for listening. Make sure you listen. We need you now more than ever. Tony and Austin coming up next at 97.5-1280 The Zone.